This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Alvina, it's me. I've just discovered the most amazing thing. It's called Shaker and Spoon, and it's a subscription cocktail service. I can learn how to make handcrafted cocktails right here at the office. From now on, our Scrabble Nights will be even more fun. Every box comes with enough ingredients to make three different cocktail recipes, developed by world-class mixologists. All I need to do is buy one bottle of that month's spirit, and I have all I need to make 12 drinks at home. That's seven for me and five for you. And it's just 40 to $50 per month, plus the cost of the bottle. That is much cheaper than Vouv Clicquot. Unless we get Joey and Salvatore to raid a van again, of course. Oh, and you can skip or cancel boxes any time. My first shaker and spoon box just arrived. What do you say we start our Scrabble session a bit early? I'm already shaking. P.S. Alvina, if you want your own set, you can get $20 off your first box at shakerandspoon.com forward slash Amelia. Do you also want your Scrabble Nights to be even more fun? Well, as an Amelia listener, you can simply visit shakerandspoon.com slash Amelia and you will get $20 off any length subscription. The discount will automatically be applied when you check out. Host your first Amelia listening party or give a subscription to Shaker and Spoon as a gift to a friend or family member. Once more, that's shakerandspoon.com slash Amelia. Hello, dear Amelia listeners. It's Philip and uh, apologies for the scrappy audio quality. If you can hear my kids in the background, that's because I'm not in the studio. I'm coming to you from my bedroom in Paris, where I'm currently in week two of the lockdown. I hope that you are okay wherever in the world you are listening to this. Um, Hope you are healthy. Hope you're keeping safe, uh, keeping entertained and washing your hands. And speaking of washing hands, you will be happy to know that the interviewer is washing his hands very diligently. Take a listen. Here comes the surf, bubbles and hope. Washing my hands is much better than dope. Ha! I like the litter sea, cocoa and cream tea. I don't like corona and it won't catch me. Alvina? Alvina? Are we supposed to wash our hands for 30 seconds or 30 minutes? Ah. Alvina, we're out of soap. So there's a little song you can sing as you scrub your hands. Uh, And uh, if you want more like this, check out the upcoming show Listen, Rinse, Repeat, uh, which features 30-second songs, stories, poems uh, by a diverse bunch of audio fiction creators, including ourselves. You'll be able to find that on any podcatcher under Listen, Rinse, Repeat. 
And since podcasts are one of the forms of entertainment still permitted to us, we've decided to uh, re-release a little bonus episode. Last year, we made a crossover episode with a brilliant horror podcast called The SCP Archives, which was released on their feed. But we thought that since those of you who've joined us more recently, or those who don't follow us on Twitter, might have missed it, this might be a good moment to re-release it on our feed. If you've never listened to the SCP archives before, it's about the SCP Foundation, which was built to protect humanity from a world of beings it doesn't want to know exists. And in each episode, the SCP Foundation examines an individual or an object that violates natural law. In this crossover called Hammer, one of our characters brings a mysterious object to the SCP Foundation. The tone of the show is quite different to The Amelia Project. You might want to make yourself a nice, warm, comforting cup of cocoa, switch off the lights, and settle down for a spooky tale. Ongoing investigation. Item number. Unassigned at this time. Object class. Euclid. Special containment procedures. SCP is to be kept in an empty room with stainless steel walls. The steel used must have a yield strength of at least 1,450 MPA and a tensile strength of at least 1,500 MPA, wall thickness of at least 12 inches. Occasional wall reinforcements may be necessary. Only personnel of security clearance level 2 or higher are allowed to interact with this object. See Addendum A. Description. SCP is a mallet made from what looks like iron and wood. It has a 15.3-inch head and a 21.2-inch shaft. It appears to be from the Iron Age Scandinavia, but all attempts at carbon dating have proved unsuccessful. Visual estimates indicate that the object should weigh somewhere between 6 and 15 pounds, but no successful attempts have been made to measure the weight. The exact nature of the materials used in this construction remain unknown. It does not seem possible for a human being to lift the object. When left unobserved, the object appears to move by itself, thrusting itself with great force at its surroundings, causing severe damage. The SCP seems capable of breaking or denting nearly any material. However, it does not seem to move by itself when being observed. It is still unclear if the object attacks its surroundings at random or according to a system. Whether the object is sentient and or of malicious nature is also undetermined. The object has no decorations or inscriptions, apart from a small Norse symbol at the base of the handle. This SCP came into the possession of the Foundation on 2-8-2008. Dr. Kith was contacted by a British civilian named Alvina Wright, requesting the immediate removal of SCP from the offices of the Project in London, Great Britain. Miss Wright first contacted the Foundation, leaving the following answer form message. Hello? Have I reached Dr. This is Alvina. I'm sure you remember me. Listen, I know I was skeptical when we assisted in your decision, which is probably why you decided to leave without... But now we need your help, so our offices are getting wrecked. I'm dealing with a massive water leak, broken walls, a crushed foot, uh, not mine. There's this hammer, and it's got a will of a throat. Damn, there it goes again. I, I've got to go. It, it, it doesn't move when I'm in the room, so I have to go in there. Oh, you know the whole thing about our location being secret? 
I will send Joey and Salvatore to pick you up when you arrive at Heathrow. Just text me your arrival time. Look out for two Italians in an old van. Dr. Kith contained the object with the help of a superconducting electromagnet, was transported the U.S. aboard a large-scale naval vessel. 34 reinforced steel containers were pummeled beyond recognition during the trip, before the SCP was safely installed at the facilities in Griswold, Maine. The following is a conversation between Dr. Kith and Alvina Wright, recorded at Control, four weeks after the attainment of the object. So how did the hammer get into the possession of the project? It was payment from a client. Who? You know I can't tell you his name. I would appreciate it if you told me something. Well, you also know that we promise our clients the utmost discretion. Why did I have to come all this way here? We are very busy at the moment. I've only just managed to redecorate the office. We require some more information from you. Which I had to fly to the U.S. to give you? We can't trust phones. <sighs> Need I remind you that I did you a favor removing SCP... From your offices? My jurisdiction doesn't normally extend outside of the U.S. I've said thank you. And that we're even. Not quite. The value of taking this off your hands requires something in return, don't you think? A name. Some kind of information. I thought your slogan was secure, contain, protect, not secure, contain, get paid. I'm more than happy to give the hammer back to you, if that's what you're asking. Fine. He was Japanese. He was a collector, and he had bought the hammer at an auction in Nordland, which is in the north of Norway. It was sold by an elderly gentleman who said the hammer had been in his family's possession for generations. It was assumed to be somewhere between 1,500 and 2,500 years old. It was priceless. Yet, the collector was able to secure it for less than... I'm sorry, I don't understand. What? If the hammer can't be lifted, how did this old man get it to the auction? Please note, by order from O5 Command, the existing relationship between Dr. Kith and Miss Wright is not to be queried by any investigating agent. If the hammer can't be lifted, how did this old man get it to the auction? He lifted it. Sorry? Apparently, the old man could lift it just fine. And the Japanese collector? Could also lift it. No problem. We have now had SCP in our possession for four weeks, and none of our staff have been able to lift it. Can you explain that to me? No, I cannot. So this gentleman brought the mallet to your offices? Hammer. He called it a hammer. It is technically a mallet. It is technically a weapon of mass destruction. Please note that although Miss Wright uses the expression weapon of mass destruction as a comic exaggeration, the utmost caution is recommended when handling this SCP. That's an exaggeration. Not if you look at our offices. Or Joey's foot. He was lucky to get out of there alive. Who's Joey? Never mind. Just tell the story in sequence, please. Sure. Mr. brought the hammer to our offices. Damn! You just said said his name. name. I'll redact it. Anyway, the client brought the hammer to our offices with a double request. Help him disappear and help him get rid of the hammer. 
When he first bought it, everything was fine. He brought it home, put it on display with his collection. He had a sizable assortment of Viking artefacts. But he found himself unable to leave the hammer alone. He'd wake up in the middle of the night feeling drawn to it, compelled to go downstairs and touch it, hold it. He said, it liked my hand. Interesting. After a while, he started bringing it outside. At first, he kept it hidden in a rucksack or briefcase. Then he started carrying it under a large coat. It made him feel powerful. Or connected was the word he used. Connected to what? His heritage. His Japanese heritage? No, his Norwegian heritage. His great-grandfather was a Norwegian sailor. So what happened? One day, the hammer started swinging. Swinging? Moving. As he was holding it. First slowly, then faster and faster. He couldn't let go. He couldn't put it down. He definitely couldn't stop it. The hammer dragged him to the city centre, where it started breaking things. He went on a rampage through Odate, the town where he lived, smashing shop fronts, windshields and streetlights, left, right and centre. The hammer pulled him in each and every direction. No one could stop him. The local police force tried. First they threw a net over him. No good. Then they started shooting at him, but the hammer just... Hit the bullets? Exactly. He was invincible. It went on for hours until finally it stopped. Three murders and 14 grave assaults later. Shit. At which point he got on his private jet and flew to London to see us. A whole new life was the only way out. My colleague was more than happy to accept his case. We didn't even ask for payment. We took the case in exchange for the hammer. For further reading on the incident in Japan, see addendum B. The incident was contained and redacted from public knowledge by the, the Japanese Public Security Intelligence Agency. When did the hammers start attacking your offices? The day after Mr. Ito went off to start his new life. We discovered right away that we couldn't lift it. Not even Salvatore could move that thing as much as an inch off the table. The papers underneath it were a lost case. So we just left it there. But a few hours later, this is at a point when no one is in the office, I hear an awful racket. It sounds like a demolition crew is going berserk in there. I run in. But as soon as I enter, it is quiet again. But the hammer is not on the table anymore. It's stuck in the wall. Water spurting all around it from a burst pipe. So I start frantically moving case files out of the way when I realise the room is a mess. There's hardly a surface that isn't split in half or smashed to pieces. That's when you called us. I wish. My colleague didn't want to get rid of it. He was super excited about us owning a possessed item. I pleaded with him to call you, but he just wouldn't have it. When he sets his mind on something... It wasn't until Joey turned his back on it... This Joey was in the room when the hammer moved? Yes. He saw it move? Well, as I said, he turned his back on it. And when it attacked, he escaped, so... Then why haven't we seen it move? Dr. Kai, I don't know what makes this hammer go off. 
I don't know what makes it angry, why it attacks some people, not others, why it prefers moving when no one is around, why it smashed every single cocoa mug we own, bar the one which says, world's best uncle, that's my colleague's favourite. I don't know anything else than what I've just told you. I'm just glad to be rid of the thing. Which is why we were happy to cancel your... We've been keeping statistics of all the dents in the walls in our containment cell. The north-facing wall has 23.7% more dents than the other three walls. Do you have any idea why that might be? How should I know? Your best guess, Miss Wright? Do you believe this hammer might be trying to go home? I know I am. Updated statistics show that the figure is closer to 31.2%. It may be increasing. Measures have been put in place to strengthen the north-facing cell wall. Before you go... Just out of curiosity, how did you fake Mr. death? Suicide. Bludgeoned by his own hammer. We made a replica which was left next to the corpse. Neat. And his new life? You know I can't tell you that. There's such a thing as case worker-client confidentiality, Dr. Kaif. You wouldn't like it if I started talking about your... Suggested further study. Does Norwegian heritage affect the person's ability to lift this SCP? That was Hammer, a crossover special with the SCP archives. For more strange and spooky tales about paranormal objects and phenomena, subscribe to the SCP archives on your podcatcher of choice. We are hard at work on season three of The Amelia Project, but unfortunately production has been delayed as Julia and Alan were going to record the final rewrites and retakes in Vienna this week. And Ostein was going to go into the studio in Oslo to record some Patreon bonus content. But Norway and Austria are also in lockdown, so this will have to wait until the world is back to normal. As always, you can support us on Patreon, and we would be super grateful if you did so. Uh, We've just started a new feature for $5 patrons called Coco Corner, where members of the Amelia gang go live to talk about the show and answer your questions. Einstein did the first one a few weeks ago. The next one will be in May. Um, We only charge per full new episode, so no charges until season three. You can join our community and make your pledge on patreon.com slash ameliapodcast. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash ameliapodcast. The interviewer's hand-washing song was written by Einstein Ulsberg Braga for Listen, Rinse, Repeat and featured Alan Bergen as the interviewer. Check out at podcast underscore L-R-R on Twitter for more info on Listen, Rinse, Repeat. Hammer was written by Einstein Ulsberg Braga for the SCP archives, with Julia C. Thorne as Alvina and Atticus Jackson as Dr. Kyth, with music by Tom Rory Parsons, sound design by Pacific S. Obadiah, and production by Tom Owen. The SCP archives is presented by Bloody Disgusting and can be found at, at SCP underscore pod on Twitter. And finally, our credits music is, of course, by our very own Frederick Barden. And you can find us on Twitter at at Amelia underscore podcast. 
A special thanks to our super patrons, Sophia Anderson, Sophie Levizo, and Katerina Zindelar. That's it for now. Stay safe, listen to podcasts, drink cocoa, wash your hands, and we can't wait to be back for more. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. This is Yanni, and welcome to season two of Harlem Queen. Thank you for listening. The season picks up with the search for Michelle. You are listening to the Floyd J. Calvin program. And now, straight to the headlines. Manhattan debutante and socialite Michelle Mondesir has been kidnapped from her Connecticut boarding school. There is a tri-state search for Mademoiselle Mondesir, who is 15 years of age, Caucasian, and was last seen yesterday evening going to her dormitory. Stephanie is frantic and she risks all in order to find her missing daughter. We will find Michelle. There are troopers all along the New Jersey and Pennsylvania highways. That's not enough. Madame Stephanie St. Clair posted a $10,000 reward for information that leads to the safe return of Ms. Mondesir. You need to take down your reward, Stephanie. I will not. Those no-good couples are already saying she's dead. The connection between the debutante and the numbers queen is unclear. And Stephanie still has to contend with Luciano and Schultz plotting to push her out of her own turf. Word on the street is that it's Schultz. Who cares about a lost colored girl? This one is white. Fifth Avenue debutant, a lot of money, well connected. And I want to find out why Stephanie is so fixated on the girl. Stephanie is highly invested in her safe return. What do you need me to do? I need you to cheese it. What about Sinclair? You tried to clip her twice. Is she pushing up daisies? No. We're going to get her another way. Even Halstein is suspicious. Is he truly a friend or a foe? She's putting herself behind the eight ball. There's something more there, and I need to find out. In the meantime, someone has to earn the money she's deciding not to earn. You have no power in this case, Stephanie. In fact, you're a liability. I will do everything in my power to get her home safe and sound. Listen up for season two. Harlem Queen is a recipient of the Lower Manhattan Cultural Council's Creative Engagement Grant. And once we all get through this safe and sound, we will have a live radio show of Harlem Queen this fall. More episodes to come. Take good care and stay well. Thank you.